0: gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks, thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. You're listening to truth talks with Tara. The purpose of this podcast is to help you know, love, and live God's word. My name is Tara and I'm your host slash new best friend. Each week we'll dive into the depths of scripture together. We'll answer questions that we all have as believers, have hard but good conversations, unpack passages in the Bible, and have deep encouraging conversations with some amazing guests. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to grow your love and knowledge of his word so that you can live for him more. Are you ready, friend? Let's get into it. Friends, we are in for a treat today for this episode. This is actually gonna be a two-part mini-series. If you're listening to this episode first, next week we have the second part of this conversation. I had it with my amazing friend, Lindsay Maestas. She's living easy with Lindsay on Instagram, and she also has a podcast of her own, and she has a program that she created called The Wife Project. And basically, The Wife Project is just helping women to build their faith in the Lord so that it'll overflow into their marriage so that it'll help that ditch, that roommate kind of relationship and build that romance. They talk about intimacy, how to be a wife from a biblical model. and so. As you can tell from all that, Lindsay is really passionate about marriage, about relationships. And so today for this first part, we're talking about how to prepare your heart for marriage. We're talking about how to know if he's the one. We're talking about all of those nitty gritty things, whether you're single, dating, engaged, or married. This conversation is for you. It's something that Lindsay and I get in our DMs a lot, asking... How do I know if I'm ready for marriage? How do I know if he's the one? And so today we're talking a little bit about Lindsay's testimony, which is so powerful, and also what God has taught her through the word about marriage wherever you're at in this season. So without further ado, let's get into this conversation. If you loved listening to this section, this episode, please make sure to screenshot it Post it to your Instagram stories and let people know. Tag us so we can share it and just thank you personally. This is an amazing way just to get the podcast out there and to encourage people to listen to things that help them know, love, and live God's word more. As always, your reviews are really, really appreciated. Your ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, if you scroll down to the bottom of the show, if I had a few questions, just scroll down to the bottom of the show, you'll see stars where you give the option of rating one to five stars, five beating the best, and then writing a little snippet about what God alone is doing in your heart, what you've learned from the show. It is such an encouragement. So again, I'll stop blabbing. Here is part one of my conversation with Lindsay. Hey, hey, friends, as we mentioned in the intro today, I have my amazing friend Lindsay on the podcast today. I'm a big fan of her podcast. She has her own podcast. I have been following her for a long time online, and she is just a special blessing and kind of online mentor in a way when it comes to this idea of marriage and all the things we're going to talk about today. So Lindsay, I just want to thank you for taking the time to be here. I know life is full and you guys are (laughs) recovering from some illnesses, but I'm just I'm thankful that you would take the time. So thank you for being here. Um, as we start, it would be awesome for those who may not be aware of you just to hear a little bit about you and what you do and just to kick off the conversation.
1: Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here and I would say the exact same about you. I learn so much from you and so inspired by you all the time. Um, and I will say to all the listeners, I'm so sorry, but – We have had a wild ride of sickness in our home, so if my throat gives out and my voice sounds totally (laughs) froggy, I'm sorry. Um, But yes, my name is Lindsay Maestas, and I'm the host of the Living Easy podcast, and I recently created, um, I guess a year ago now, the Wife Project from Roommates to Soulmates course, which has just been incredibly blessed by God and has been um, taken – I guess the course has been gone through by women in almost every country in the world, and so – It's just been very, very cool to witness that and just what he is doing and – to see the importance of his word that is placed on our marriages and healthy marriages that society doesn't really uphold. So we um, currently live in Franklin, Tennessee. We relocated this year from Albuquerque, the desert, to lush greenery, and I'm (laughs) so happy to be here. And I started this journey about six years ago, um, kind of blogging and Instagram and just focusing heavily on real raw life talking vulnerably about sex and marriage and intimacy and friendships and hard relationships and Mm -hmm. toxic things and all the things with a biblical foundation. So I, yeah, I just love what I do. I love the Living Easy podcast. It has my heart. Mm -hmm. And I just, I really enjoy communicating and building community with people. So thank you. Thanks for letting me be here and to have conversations with you. (laughs)
0: Of course, you know it's so fun, and and you do it so well, and building community Thank over you. some some things that are really hard to talk about, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why it's so hard for us to talk about Christian marriage because it's just such a big thing. But I think it's hard because it's because it's hard. And um, yeah. but I'm just I'm just really thankful that you've been given that platform, and it's so needed, and like literally so cool to hear how many people I know. The Wife Project has touch a has touched a ton of people, but I am really like not surprised but really encouraged to hear that it's like touched everyone in like almost every country. Mm-hmm. That is incredible.
1: It's very humbling because yeah. it, it makes me step back and I'm like, oh my gosh, did I do the best job I could do? Mm-hmm. I knew I fight, I fought for it really hard and there was like a whole lot of spiritual warfare and everything while creating it and I I prepped for years for it actually. And mm. But then yeah. when you hear that, I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, but what – I can't relate to that woman in you know India who is walking yeah. through a completely different um, kind of marriage setup than mm-hmm. I had, where I got to for some women who have re- arranged marriages still. For me, being able to choose my husband, and so it's it's very humbling and causes me to look at what I am teaching and ensuring that it is really biblically sound because God's word yeah. transcends every place and location. So
0: right, right, yeah, but and it's been sweet. That's it's so cool because I. It's been so encouraging for me to meet so many people that are like you and so biblically sound and like I have the determination to make this like straight from God's word because you recognize mm-hmm. like that God's word has everything we literally need. We yeah. might have to do a little digging and we might need, you know, we obviously need the work of the Holy Spirit in our life to understand yeah. these things, but it's just right there. Mm-hmm. And so I think facilitating that is amazing. So, I'm a big fan. I'm I'm really thankful Thank for everything you're, so you're doing and <laughs>
1: Thank
0: Yes, you. of course. And and this conversation is one that I know so many people have asked me I know you get asked this all the time, but, um, so I'm thankful for that. And then we get to talk about it again, talking about something that you are well versed in. But, um, (laughs) before we get into the conversation, I love to ask my friends on the show what they're loving at the moment. Like I love like favorite things, YouTube videos and like, (laughs) like all those random things, or even just like someone on their story sharing what they're loving. And so this literally can be the most random thing in the entire world. We've had like the most random things, like, like saucy moto things that you put in your car that people love, like for your Chick Fil A <laughs> sauce while you're driving. Like we've had like Ooh, the I've most things. things. So, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, cool. people are okay. like learning new stuff. So what are you loving? Because like I want to know what you're loving. <laughs>
1: oh yes, I love a lot of things. I'm very multi passionate. So I would say I the first it. thing that I have been promoting very heavily on Instagram is a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by mm, John Mark Comer, and I am kind of like a hustler. I am an achiever. I am very success focused. And it's something that I want, not stripped away in my life, but I want more harmony in that. And I find that I really have struggled in the past few years with work-life balance. And I'm a mama of two little boys. And I know that this time is so sweet and so limited. And I feel Mm. like I just needed some, I guess, direction and guidance in how to live faithfully and to follow the way of jesus not just the truths of jesus that we can speak on all the time Mm, but how does jesus actually live and love and and he was never in a hurry and he was always compassionate and so anyways this book is phenomenal and it's truly changed the way that i live it's changed the way that i run my social media and my business and it has slowed me down i'm i'm really big and you'll hear this if anybody ever listens to living easy podcast but I speak often on the end of my life and that I'm Mm -hmm. constantly, not in a morbid way, but constantly evaluating what I think that I will feel at the end of my life when I walk through a day. You know, how if I turn my boys away for playing so that I can scroll on my social media and I'm looking more at my phone than I'm looking at their eyes, Mm
0: -hmm. how am I going
1: to feel about that at the end of my life? And so, But it was just very practical for me and it was really well written and like an easy read. And so… The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, strongest recommendation. Second thing I would say, very practical, is – oh, gosh, what's the name of it? It's called – I think it's Too Faced. It's a makeup. And it's called Extreme Lip Plumping Lip Gloss, I think. And it makes – it like (laughs) doubles the size of my lips and I don't have injections or anything. So I'll take all the help I can get. And (laughs) it's magical. And I really, really like it. I just bought it like two weeks ago and I'm buying it for a bunch of my friends now. So – Highly recommend. Oh my
0: gosh, okay. I love that combination of favorites because, like, I'm a huge <laughs> book nerd. Like any Christian Living book, and mm-hmm. then I love makeup too. Um, me too. <laughs> I've always been really skeptical of lip plumpers, though. But since you're like so highly recommending this, I might need to try it or like put it on my Christmas list. <laughs> yes,
1: I think with a liner and with the gloss, it's. I mean, even my husband was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah. "You didn't, you really didn't do anything." And I said, "No, I really didn't," because he's not, he's not about <laughs> oh, that on God. me, but. Yeah. So he saw right, it too.
0: Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I need to try I also love that like lip gloss is coming back. Like it, it's probably been around for a long time, but like I know that like trends come and go. And Matt. like I used to be like – yeah, it was all matte. You're right. Like I mean even like what, five years ago maybe even I remember like in, when I was in high school I'm, like it's all matte. But I like – I I literally love it. So yeah. okay. That's amazing. <laughs> We're all going to have to try both.
1: <laughs> Let me the know your The book
0: you and the lip plumper. Yes. We'll definitely we'll definitely do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so fun. I literally feel like I get maybe more excuses to buy stuff. Sorry. Yeah. To my husband. To my I husband know. and our bank account. But <laughs> what <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. It is. Oh my gosh. Well, that is always like a highlight of the episode. But um I'm really pumped, like I said earlier, to talk about this. I even though I don't share a ton about marriage specifically on my page, I also in relationships, I don't really feel like <laughs> I mean I don't really feel like I can share a lot about marriage quite yet. I'm still in the process, very much newlywed, but e- even Yay. even still like I get so many DMs asking, you know, from girls like, "Okay, like how do I prepare my heart for marriage? How do I combat my desire for marriage? Mm-hmm. Like how do I know if the guy I'm dating is the right one?" Like just yeah. all these dating related questions and I know that that's something that you talk about a lot and even just I mentor a lot of women in in early marriage stages and then um, preparing for it. And so today I'm really excited to talk about it because that is like your heartbeat in ministry and your, your huge gifting, even though God's gifted you in so many ways. So um, Lindsay, you. before we start, why don't you just um, tell us a little bit more about your ministry and how God really like put a desire on your heart to start sharing about marriage and relationships? Because not a lot of people do it and not a lot of people do it well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I felt very strongly in my life. I grew up with divorced parents and it was like messy messy mm. divorce with police picking us up from the other home because it was so uncivil and it really affected me and i think that divorce affects children more than we know yeah. it has affected everything in my life and up until this point you know my my wedding and having children and having to consider who's there and who's not there and is it going to be mm-hmm. awkward and uncomfortable and it just shifts your dynamic of marriage and so for me when i was saved at 19 <clears throat> i always had a thought of lord i want to get married once i want it to mm-hmm. be one and done i divorce does not need to be a topic in our home. And while I understand, I mean, when I speak to this, I'm always very clear that I'm not speaking about uh, physical abuse, even verbal abuse. I'm speaking about just difficulties through a relationship that our world tells us to give up on because it's too hard. And I, when I first got engaged, I felt the need to call every single one of my family members and tell them, I know I'm young. I was 21. I know I'm young, but I will not get divorced. I will not get divorced. Mm, and they're like, wow. okay, Lynn's like, cool. I'm happy for you, you know, but get I felt it. the need to tell them, like, have that accountability and also uh-huh. kind of prove myself, like, I'm taking this very seriously. This isn't just a game to me. And ever yeah. since then, I've really spent a lot of time talking to women, talking to couples about what has worked for them, what has been difficult for them, what took them through the ringer? Um, and these are couples who have been married 40, 50, 60 years. And that's wow. why I really love the Wife Project so much is because people will say, you've been married 10 years. Like, what do you know? And while we've – Jesse and I have been together technically 13 years and and made things work and truly, truly love our marriage with every piece of my heart. Like, I, I mean, Jesse is genuinely my absolute best friend.
0: And mm. we have
1: walked through a bunch of junk and have had our own struggles but we have really fought hard and I, I thank these people who have spoken into my life and that's what the Wife Project offers is when mm-hmm. I share, it's not just from what God has taught me through my own research and my own biblical study, it's from so many people who have poured into us. And the community yeah. that God has brought along alongside us who have spoken. And so there's just been this eagerness. And I know that it's just what God has given me a passion for, that he has given me a marriage that I love so that, um, but not without difficulty, so that I am able right, to have the opportunity right. to share with other people what he plans for us. And I think that our society often gives this 50% mindset. It offers a 50% mindset where it says, I will give 50% of myself and I need my spouse to give 50% of themselves. And if they're not giving that 50%, then I give up. I'm gonna find something better. Mm. And that's what the world says, you know, like I look through TikTok videos and and real comments and all of these things and they just say, find someone else or drop him or and I'm like, wait, this is a family. You this is advice you're you're pouring in. And while it may be a comment that is not taken seriously, there is some subconscious like resonation of that where they're right. saying, am I married to someone that I should actually, like should I go find something better? But mm. the truth is what? It's the grass is greener where you water it. The grass is not always greener on the other side. Yeah. And if you find someone, you likely are just going to have different problems than the problems you have. Right. You still have problems. Right. They're just different problems. So yeah, my heart is to just encourage Um, Not only women and men, Jesse and I are working on the marriage project now that is not just for wives, but Mm. I'm a wife and so I speak to wives because I know that it takes two within a relationship. And while your spouse may do 10 things wrong, you may be doing five things wrong that you can work on in order to glorify God, not even for the sake of your spouse, but Mm, for you to be a woman who honors and loves God so much with her life that she wants and desires for this marriage to work because it is a, um, it's a ministry. It is yeah. an example of Christ and his church. And so that's in a very long nutshell. That, that is <laughs> why I do what I do.
0: This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's com slash truth talks. I, I love hearing that story and that testimony, even though there was just like a lot of brokenness, you know, growing up and, and the way that you saw marriage. It's really inspiring. I know there's a lot of people who come from a background like that of divorce, and mm-hmm. potentially maybe even if they have abuse, you know, history of yeah. abuse, like it's really easy to take that and then do the same thing. It's really easy to take, and I don't necessarily blame people that are in that scenario because that's what you grow up with. But it really gives a testimony to the power of the Lord and the way He got a hold of you. And it's like, you know what? Like I walked through that, and that was like the normative, that was the normal for me. Yeah. And yet, God was like no like I am I'm dedicated to you know just being with one person with honoring marriage as it is and so yeah. I think that's a huge thing because you've seen you've seen the messy of it. Um, mm-hmm. and you I mean, you know, from your family and then also just walk through some hard stuff in your own marriage, but you you see the benefit and the beauty of of doing it God's way of yeah. of you know, promoting a healthy relationship and marriage God's way. And so I really appreciate that because I think there is just, like you said, there's a lot that the world is telling us to do. And honestly, if I'm just, if I'm being super candid here. Like, I think it's easy. Like, even just speaking from ten months of marriage right now, like there is a a lot of um, feelings of like, okay, like I can just like slack off now that I'm married. <laughs> I yeah. can just yeah. like, not put in the effort. Like, I mm-hmm. don't know. Like, I don't know if you felt that totally. way before. It's like, yes, absolutely. Hey, oh, I'm married. Like, I, I'm I'm there. Like, I did it. And like, you know. M- for the most part, like day to day can be relatively easy. Like, you know, I mean, you go about your your work and your life and, you know, you you do dinner together, you know, you have fun, but it's like it can be relatively easy. And then – and so it's easy to just be like, okay, like I'm just coasting here because this is where I'm at. But then those hard things come up and it's like you just have no basis or, you know, nowhere to go to resolve that. And I think that's huge. So –
1: Yeah. No, I think that is a huge topic that you brought up. And it's really important because – I, Jesse and I, I think back to when we were first married and we had this like teeny tiny little house really in the ghetto. We got broken into like three months living oh, there no. and it was just so bad. But we made it ours and we had so much fun there. But we would eat like butter theater popcorn with um, almond bark chocolate. And I know it sounds weird, but dip it in the chocolate. It's probably one of the best snacks in the world. Oh my gosh. But we would eat that every night. And the (laughs) amount of weight that we gained in our first year of marriage and we'd like order pizzas and we'd go get sushi and all of these things. And it was so much fun. And that's a very like surface level example. But it was one where we just had that comfort level with one another. But I'm a big advocate of. I mean, enjoy that. That is happiness. Like that is happiness and yeah. you do not get that all the time. Like <laughs> embrace it. Embrace the peace that comes with finding the person that you love and will love forever. But with that said, once that point, the honeymoon stage, like all of it is over, don't give up on yourself. And and I see this in a lot of marriages, both men and women five years down the road – I mean two, five, six, seven years down the road mm-hmm. where there's this comfortability with the way that they present themselves, the way that they take care of themselves. And I've been there where I've had months and months of – I am a stay-at-home mom and like I, my hair is greasy and up in a bun and I am, you know, like trying to navigate my world. I still don't feel like a total human being having a newborn. Right. And <laughs> while it's this beautiful thing, it's also this really challenging thing. And I had to Stop myself at some point and basically say, My husband still deserves to see me in the way that he kind of fell in love with me and to yeah. see me make an effort for him. And I think that's the biggest thing is that the effort poured in from both men and women, I'm speaking equally here, that they should pour in into pursuing one another, planning date nights. I am all about weekly or bi weekly date nights. Because you yeah. one day will not have children in the home and you wanna establish this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse and I actually did an Instagram live on that topic recently, but I just think that we have to continue pouring in an effort and doing that like hard, holy heart work, not only physically, but also emotionally to continue working yeah. through the sin and the mess and the generational trauma and generational patterns that then pour into our own children and our own marriage because mm, our marriage, yeah. once we have children, does not only affect us. Our kids see more than they hear, and they're going to watch the way that we treat one another, the way that we fight, the way that we communicate. And that is so important to create a foundation based upon Jesus and who he calls us to be. Yeah that honors him and then prepares our children to have a healthy, beautiful, thriving marriage. And a lot of the time that takes counseling, which I am a huge advocate of. Go to marriage counseling, go to individual counseling before the fire starts, right? When you see like a little flame or even just as a preparational um, conversation to learn how to, like you're saying, to learn how to navigate through those really hard moments because they will come. You will have hard seasons. And so it is really helpful to kind of prepare your, I don't know, your life, prepare the stockhold that you have for the things that are bound to come.
0: That's good. Isn't it like just really thinking things, like obviously living day to day, but thinking things in the future tense and even the eternal tense and the internal perspective, knowing that like, yeah, what I do today, what I work on today has repercussions, like, you know, just even for the future, like tomorrow and for my future kids, Mm -hmm. even if that's far down the line. And then ultimately keeping things in the eternal perspective about what marriage is and just like how it has so much effect on not only yourselves, your families, your your witness to the world. There's just so much. Mm-hmm. and I, I think that's a good reminder for me, uh, just you yeah. know, taking strides and just getting used to marriage and everything. So I really appreciate i really, I really, really appreciate that.
1: No, and and I agree with you fully. I think that that – because a lot of the time it can become really defeating, right, where if you're in a relationship that like you keep having issues yeah, with, yeah. you're like, yeah, cool, Lindsay, to do the work and to show up. Like I present myself and um I get ready for my husband and I clean the house and I do all these things and he still does not have gratitude. And that is where that eternal purpose comes in that this marriage is ultimately not about you and it's not for you. That marriage displays the glory and the grace of God right. by picturing the unbreakable relationship relationship between Jesus and his church. And that that is the solid foundation. And when we come to a place where we're like, this is petty in comparison to the glory of God. like This is such a small issue or such a small thing. But also coming to a place where you say, I am not walking into heaven holding my husband's hand. I'm not walking into heaven on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. I am walking into heaven accountable for my life and the things that I do. And that's why I'm so big on the fact that marriage is more about your holiness than your happiness. And while God desires for you to have joy, so much of that joy is not circumstantial. It comes from the Holy Spirit and your relationship with him. And not in a cliche way because when you hit that hard place in your marriage where you feel like you're suffocating or drowning, and I have been there, I've told people, you know, if it weren't for the friends who allowed me to come over and just cry on their floor in pieces, feeling betrayed or feeling hurt or – or just unseen or unwanted, I would probably not still be married. Community is so huge in having that, but I've been to those broken places and I have had to go back to that place of saying, it's not even about him. It's not even about my family. It is about the glory of God and fighting through as a witness of God's redemption because he is, he is Mm -hmm. a God of redemption. He wants us to seek restoration in our relationships and in our past trauma that we've seen from our parents and grandparents. and Even in those healthy marriages, he desires for those relationships to be all for him. And if your husband is not doing that or your spouse is not doing that, it comes to a place where that is on you. Your walk with him is your responsibility. You carry the weight of leading your family if your husband is not. You carry the weight of faithfully living out and opening the Bible every single morning and allowing him to see that life. And First yeah. Peter 3 says to live in such a way that it is – I'm paraphrasing – but to live in such a way that it is an example to your husband without even speaking a word mm-hmm. that he sees Jesus through you. And so yeah. are, you, wow. are you acknowledging what's truly at stake? Are you acknowledging that the kingdom of God is at hand? At hand? Because if you are, it truly makes it so much more – liberating and so much more beautiful and joyful to fight for the good. And then you see the fruits of that because God's grace and love and forgiveness pours out through you onto your marriage and you see the growth and the redemption in it.
0: Yeah. I mean, God has laid it out for us. And even, even if it's a hard thing, like you feel like it all, he said, you have to shoulder it all on your own. Like God has literally a purpose for that. And, you know, if we're following him, he always promises us to bless us not necessarily in prosperity or, you know, money finances, but he promises, like you said, through that fruit to bless either, you know, our personal relationship with him or hopefully, um, you know, our relationships with our husbands and, you know, and our spouses. So, I, yes. I love that. I also was just thinking too about this idea. Like, I I know that you get this idea a lot and get this question a lot too. But um, just as you've talked about, just you know, you said earlier that you know you said that I'm going to get married. I'm going to choose that person, and mm-hmm. that's a lot of questions that we have as people. It's like okay, we hear the one all the time. We hear this like. I don't know, like you hear it a lot in church, Christian church, you hear it a lot in like, you know, movies. It's just really romanticized. And it's yeah. not necessarily a bad thing. It's just you hear it a lot and you're like, okay, the one. I need to be looking for the one. And, you know, I didn't date a ton before I started dating my husband, my now husband, but I still was kind of inundated with this idea of like kind of obsessed with like, oh my gosh, I need to find the one. Like it was yeah. kind of it it was obsessive and it was kind of harmful in a way at times, but I know it's not necessarily a bad thing. And so I would love to hear just kind of in what you have learned over the years, like, do you believe in the one? Are there biblical grounds for this idea of the one, which I think is the most important question to ask because there's a lot of girls, you know, in my corner and your corner, just in the world, anyone listening, like, oh my gosh, I'm dating this guy. Is he the one? Or, oh my gosh, I haven't started dating, but I'm scared to. And, or I don't, You know, I'm just unsure because maybe he's not the one. So there's just all these questions,
1: right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So in regards to finding the one, I heard a long time ago and I thought it was really funny um, this mention from a pastor and he said, if there was only one person for each person, somebody would have screwed that up in like 1750. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right? Yes. Because they yes. would have married the wrong person. Right. And they would have messed it up. And so I I believe strongly that God does allow his will to work in and through us. And he uses the Holy Spirit to guide us and to um, look at the fruit of people and other believers and men mm-hmm. and women um, to see if they are a fit for us. But I also believe that there is a place where – When we choose to marry, grace is then poured in and we then are called to live alongside one another. And this isn't to say that you're not going to find somebody that you deeply, deeply love, but to say that there's only one person in the world that is created for you, I just believe is a lie. But do I believe that God's plan is one that will allow you and direct you in that way? Then absolutely, yes, I do. And that he will show you – the fruit of that person's life and he will show – he will make it clear to you that this is your person. However, I think that there's also a point where, you know, we don't listen to those red flags or we don't (laughs) listen to the Holy Spirit and we justify and justify their behavior. In episode 65, I share my personal dating stories on the Living Easy podcast and Mm. I get into kind of the nitty gritty of a relationship I was in where – I just kept seeing sign after sign after sign of this not being okay. I mean, he was physically abusive, he was verbally abusive. Mm. And it came to a point where I was actually being told by members of my church, like, Lindsay, if he hadn't done this and he hadn't done this and he hadn't done this, would you forgive him? I'm like, well, or would you still want to be with him? And I'm like, well, yeah, but those are really big things. Like Mm. he's like shoving me. That is a very, I I didn't grow up in a family like that. And I know that's wrong. Yeah, But even the church in a very, it was, there was a lot of apologies later on. Um, And I was very young and kind of susceptible to this, but I was like, well, yeah, I guess. But I mean, those are big things. And I just prayed one night. I said, Lord, I have this feeling. And we were looking at engagement rings. I mean, we were continuing moving forward by just our community encouraging and all kinds of things. And I just prayed, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know that this is what I want, but am I wrong? Like, am I not giving enough grace? Am I not forgiving enough? Am I not Mm, being a godly enough woman to fight through these challenges? And I always say everything is magnified in marriage. And I just praise the Lord that Mm. that that didn't work out because you you think those things are going to go away in a relationship and they are just not. And I prayed one night, I said, Lord, I need you to make this clear as day. I need this to not be refutable. I need something to happen, a closed door to happen before I put this ring on my finger and move forward in this life, like help me. And God, <laughs> I shared in this test, in the um, episode, but basically God answered that prayer that exact same night to a point where I was so heartbroken the next day that it had ended and I was made aware that like he had been cheating on me, and but I was so wow. blown away that I had found that out. He was like out of state and someone saw him out of state and they Mm. called me, somebody I hardly knew and had pictures. And like, it was so bizarre, but it was the same night. And I was almost equally just blown away by God's answer to my prayer that that obviously cannot be justified or excused or talked away, you know? So, but I thought, I mean, he was at one point, I thought he was everything. Mm, But then at the same time, I was excusing All of these red flags I was seeing, and I say red flags, but I mean it's sin. I I saw so much sin in his life that it's going to occur in other people's lives. But when it deeply affects you and it deeply affects your physical and mental well-being and you're being taken advantage of, and like you're at a point where you don't have to accept that. You're at a point where you get to choose whether or not you will marry somebody. And I just think a lot of people are so eager to get married, that they allow this behavior in their lives. And I always say like, it's better to be happily married and 35 than miserably married (laughs) at 30. Like what is the five years for the rest of your life? Enjoy it. Know that God wants good for you and he will direct you. But he's also given you your word to determine who is good. He's given you your word Mm -hmm. and the ability to see, you know, who – I mean, I use good in the sense of like they're they're seeking him, that they're bearing the fruit of the spirit, that you're seeing God's work and redemption within their lives. And it's not just them saying, oh yeah, I go to church, you know, and I like God, but there's no actual fruit in relationship Mm. with Jesus. We're not meant to be missionary daters. The Bible calls us to be equally equally yoked. So am I dating someone who is on the same level as me? spiritually in the sense that they are pursuing and chasing after God with everything that they are, that they're repentant of their sin, that they're intentional with their community and fellowship. And not all relationships will look like this all of the time, but at the time that you get to choose your spouse, be wise because everything is magnified in marriage.
0: All right, that's a wrap on part one of my conversation with Lindsay. Next week, we're gonna dive into part two and you do not wanna miss it. I love you, friend, and
1: I'll talk to you soon.